Well, hello everyone. This is uh, Pastor Todd. Today is March 25, and I am starting a new podcast. We'll send you out the links and uh, give me some feedback. Would love to hear from you. Uh, I'd like to do is talk about viruses. Uh, and the title of this podcast is called The Virus of the Human Condition. Well, I've learned along with you uh, that a virus is a small infectious agent that replicates only inside the living cells of an organism. So, let's think spiritually about this. Um, What's being replicated in us spiritually? Uh, What is it that we've been infected with? Uh, Human beings have embarked on a way of living. This is how I would put it. Uh, It's a way of living that can't be sustained because we have separated ourselves from the source of all life, goodness, beauty, and truth. Um, What's being replicated in us is something we agree to have with us. It's an anti-God disposition, uh, very much a form of madness. That's how how I would describe it. Um, How do I know that? Well... One of the things you can do is watch how Jesus is treated. Notice the twisted reasoning. Observe the hardened hearts. None of the responses to Jesus uh, make any sense. Of course, he does have people who respond to him in faith and uh, return with thanksgiving and gratitude and are very teachable and they become his disciples. Uh, But this virus of sin produces and replicates in us a kind of imaginary world, a willful blindness that claims it can it can see. Um, thinking a little bit about how this, <clears throat> how do we sort of speak to this, the, what's going on globally, and how does this reveal to us our, our true condition? Um, one of the passages I'd like you to reflect on is David's, recovery from the virus, um, uh, his experience with the virus, this blinding, hardening experience of sin. And it's, it's recorded for us in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Verse 1 concludes, blot out my transgressions. This is his cry, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Well, why, David, why is that? Verse 3, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Let me translate that. My experience of the virus, it won't go away. I have cooperated with it. I have wanted it. Um, What is the destructive part of the virus? It has cut David off of the source of all goodness and of beauty. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Again, think of just an imaginary world, a make-believe world, um, a world that can't be sustained, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being. This is part of David's recovery, verse 6. And you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. All right, wisdom 
in what sense? Wisdom that allows David to recover. So recovery has a, a, a bold uh, truth about it, a recovery uh, of truth that David wouldn't face. Let me share with you a, a story from Australia to sort of illustrate the virus of the virus of sin. Um, our family visited uh, Melbourne in 2010. And north of uh, Melbourne is an area called Werribee. Um, it's a region. Everything's named after Werribee. There's a great zoo there. If you ever get a chance, uh, the open open range zoo. Werribee. Marianne's the one who found it. It's just stunning and how amazing you... Beautiful zoo. All right. Well, in this area, there were two young men from Scotland back in the 1800s. Andrew and Thomas. Chirnside, their last name. Andrew was supposed to bring a bride back for his brother Thomas. Now, these two Scottish young men were given some money by their parents and sent off with about a dozen sheep on a ship that ended its, made its way from Scotland to Australia, and they settled north of Melbourne in this perfect place to raise sheep, 360-degree uh, area. They could just move the sheep around, no winter. And from this dozen sheep, something like a million sheep would soon be moving from field to field in this ideal spot. And in the mid-1800s, as producers of wool, these brothers were some of the wealthiest men in the world. Now, get back to the brother who's supposed to bring back a bride. So, uh, uh, Thomas was engaged to a woman, uh, and his brother Andrew was supposed to bring back his bride from Scotland. Don't know why... uh, he sent his brother and he didn't go himself, nor do I know the details of what actually happened, but here's what did happen. Uh, Andrew came back uh, with not a bride, but with a wife. Andrew had married um, his brother's fiance. And of course, this led to uh, a great breakdown in their relationship, I would think. And uh, this, we don't do not, do not know why. I don't recall why she cooperated with this. But the the story of the Chirnside brothers, millionaires in their time, is a story of triumph and tragedy. They mastered the harsh world of of business. Of uh, you know, they made they made a buck. But it's a story that also includes personal betrayal. Andrew would die of of heart disease, and Thomas, the betrayed one, would eventually take his life. The Werribee Mansion, built by these brothers, attracts tourists today. It's unusually large. It has many, many rooms, uh, huge banquet facilities. um, Werribee is a famous mansion. In fact, for some time, I believe it was in the 1950s, all the way through the 1970s, the, it was a Catholic seminary known as Corpus Christi. But the tragedy of this mansion continued on in the 1970s. <clears throat> uh, this was a place where uh, priests sexually abused 
young men. And uh, some of those men are now in jail. Um, and the seminary has uh, been shuttered. Uh, and now again, it's just a tourist attraction. Whenever I travel, I always think I'll be sufficiently distracted from some of the big issues of life. I think, uh, you know, you're traveling, you're seeing amazing things. Um, but really, I'm reminded of something that I can't escape, and that is the tragedy of the human condition. If you, you know, see a famous castle in Germany, you know, you'll learn that, <clears throat> you know, the, the one who built it is no longer here. Uh, was Louis the Fourteenth built Versailles, a beautiful, opulent palace in Paris? There, oh, he's no longer around, um, and uh, the uh, the Werribee Mansion north of Melbourne reminds me of the tragic condition, the virus, really the virus that leads to death. So eating the best food, we still cannot be satisfied. Building the most beautiful buildings, we still cannot find enduring loveliness. Building castles, we still cannot prevent being overrun by the enemy. Trusting family and loved ones, we cannot be insulated from betrayal and hurt. Uh, we're kind of defenseless in this world, aren't we? Unless our lungs fill with air, and our body metabolizes that air, we, we are goners. It's hard for us to think like this, isn't it? This all feels so heavy. Um, it's hard for us to engage in serious conversation. and It's a unique time now. Will we, as a people, as individuals, begin to think about the virus that we we don't resist, but we cooperate with. Reflect a bit on David in Psalm 51. I was brought forth in iniquity, he says in 51.5. I was brought forth in iniquity. Well, why does he say this? He says it because <clears throat> I can't use this as an excuse. It's the source of my sinfulness, but I have cooperated with the virus itself, the and the deliverance comes from a truthfulness of the in our inward being, it says in verse 6. And God himself teaches us wisdom in the secret, in the secret place. Well, stay in touch. Um, stay close to your loved ones. Stay close to your church family. Um, your elders want to hear from you. And I hope this format maybe <clears throat> would be a little bit easier for you to to watch. Maybe you want to uh, see my face on a uh, video, um, but a podcast might be also another way to do this. So we're working on uh, increasing and improving our communication as a church, and uh, may God have mercy on all of us, and may this virus subside, and um, may we find ourselves turning to God. Love the simple thought from Augustine who said that if we but turn to God, that in itself is the gift from God. All the best to you.